Hello and welcome to Harvey's Huddle, week five of the Canadian Football League. I'm your host, Jackson Harvey. We got four games on the slate this week in the CFL. No new COVID restriction or postponement as far as I've heard. Uh, We've got a full slate of not only CFL football, but Labor Day CFL football. If you're not familiar with the concept, a lot of the time uh, in the NFL, for instance, you have Thanksgiving. They try to schedule some rivalry games for Thanksgiving. And it's the same case for Labor Day in the CFL. Now, the three main rivalries in the Canadian Football League, they come in the Battle of Alberta, which is Edmonton and Calgary. Yeah, the Battle of the Queen Elizabeth Highway. You got Hamilton and Toronto. And then you you have Winnipeg and Saskatchewan. Um, their rivalry names vary based on where it's being played. I believe the one in Saskatchewan is usually called the Banjo Bowl. Um, great matchups, always great energy coming into these games, and uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for a good weekend of football. Of course, you got three teams remaining. You've got the Lions, the Alouettes, and the Red Blacks, and they usually. I mean, when there was only two teams, it would be BC and uh, Montreal playing each other, but it looks like Montreal and Ottawa are going to play each other in the rivalry matchup for Labor Day. If you haven't already, go check me out on Instagram at Harvey's Huddle Can or on Twitter at CFL Huddle, and we're on Facebook as well. Harvey's Huddle CFL is the page name. Check it out. Leave some comments, send me some messages, interact in some way, and uh, I hope you're enjoying these episodes and enjoying these previews. I managed to squeak out at least two correct predictions last week, bring in my record for the season at 6-9. and nine. Uh, Hopefully we can get 4-4 four for four this week and bring that above 500. Let's start off with the Friday night game, Montreal taking on the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, Montreal's really disappointed us as of late. I I felt really good about their start uh, that they had in week two, but they've kind of dropped off. Vernon Adams, he was only 16 to 31, 171 yards through the air, one touchdown and a pick in his loss um, last week. William Stanback, he only had 40 yards on the ground, which was unlike him. Uh, he was pretty consistently better than that. Uh, in the first few weeks of the season. They need to go back to being fast-paced and efficient. Uh, Vernon Adams needs to hit his receivers. Receivers need to get a better, do a better job uh, getting open. It's just it, it's unfortunate that they've kind of slowed down and kind of taken their foot off the gas pedal, if you will. Less penalties in this game for Montreal than uh, the previous week against Calgary, but... Still, they were inefficient and unable to pull it off in week four. Uh, The defense has got to create some turnovers, especially against this Ottawa Red Blacks team whose offense is just terrible. Uh, I think Montreal's defense should be able to take this game and use it kind of to hopefully light a spark here for their defense and use it as a momentum, momentum starter for the rest of the season. Ottawa, it's a miracle that this team won in week one. I, I got to say, watching them again, 
playing BC last week was it was rough. It was rough to watch. Uh, it's rough to watch such an inefficient offense play in a league that is known for high scoring and fast offenses. Matt Nichols, he went 23 of 37, 206 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. Justin Davis, he added 43 yards on the ground. The receivers did okay. There were some blatant drops that happened, especially further downfield, that need to be addressed. Uh, If this team is going to get better, they need to have reliable receivers and reliable hands to catch balls when they're placed as well as Matt Nichols placed them against the Lions. Uh, That game against BC was a winnable game, I think. I think their defense did a great job in kind of slowing down the scoring of the Lions where Ottawa had a chance. They had a really good chance to score, and they were unable to, to make it happen. Of course, you got Lewis Ward, but why Why do you want to keep on stocking up those field goals when you could be scoring some touchdowns? And I think that's what this team lacks is a running back or a wide receiver that can really put the accent on these effective drives that they do have at times, but falter because of the inefficiency that exists in the Red Blacks offense. Defense, just like Montreal, in fact, a lot of these defenses in the CFL right now need to be causing more turnovers. Uh, And this game could get nasty for the defense of Ottawa if Montreal's offense gets their footing and begins to be the high-speed team that we have seen them be in the past. Um, In terms of a prediction for this game, I'm going to take Montreal. I don't see Ottawa being able to score. Um... I don't see them being able to score a single touchdown. And I it more offensive woes. Expect a coaching change um, at the offensive coordinator position, maybe, in Ottawa. I don't know. It's just gonna be it's gonna be a lot of questioning for the Ottawa Red Blacks. Are you gonna bring in Dominique Davis? Are we gonna be, need to target some people on waivers in order to make this offense just more effective? I'm going to take Montreal winning this game 27 to 12. Not a crazy high-scoring game for Montreal, but you know, I I think they're going to be able to at least get the job done. Next, let's head over to Saskatchewan, uh Winnipeg taking on the Rough Riders. Winnipeg was lucky to escape with a win against the Stampeders on Sunday night. It was a very close game and one that I really don't think the Blue Bombers deserved to win. It's very interesting to see this team kind of brought back down to earth after their week one win. It's It's been rough sledding for them the next few weeks, and I think uh, rightfully so because this, this team isn't the crazy high-flying team that people thought they were in the preseason or in after the first couple weeks. I, I think they have been brought down to earth a lot. They almost lost to a Stampeders team that's been struggling. And it could be a little bit of an ignition point, um, especially with getting Andrew Harris back in the lineup consistently. Zach Kalaros, he went 16-25, 243 yards, no touchdowns and no interceptions in the win. Uh, Andrew Harris, he went 81 yards on the ground and a touchdown in his 2021 debut. Great to see him back. I think this team is a much faster, much better team with Andrew Harris around. Of course... His replacement, Oliveira, didn't even 
get uh, 81 yards total in the last two games they played. And so it's great to see him back. It's great to see the team rally around him. And it's great to see the stability that he brings to the running back position for the Blue Bombers. Uh, defense has been kind of mess since the opener. Their rushing defense seems to be the biggest glare to me. I mean, they let two 100-yard rushing games in a row versus the Argonauts in that home-and-home -home matchup. And then they let uh, they let Carey go for about 66 yards on eight carries. That's crazy. And with William Powell coming in to this game being the running back that we know he is, it's going to be hard to really stop him if you're going to have the same kind of defensive mindset as they have in the past. So look out for Powell. If I'm if I'm someone in fantasy, I'm looking to snag Powell maybe. He's going to at least have a 100-yard game in my opinion. Saskatchewan, Fajardo went 30-35, 321 yards, no touchdowns and no interceptions in week three. Remember, they had a bye last week. So, and I believe that was versus the Red Blacks. He also added 47 yards on the ground and a touchdown. William Powell had 20 yards in that win as well. Uh, how will this bye week affect this Rough Riders team is the big question. Will they be able to come out and play in an emotional game. I mean, of course, they have home field advantage, which is very much prevalent for this Rough Riders team. Uh, Lowther, he went 5-5 five of five on field goals in the win in Week 3 as well. Looks like their kicking game is pretty decent, pretty good for them. And the defense is one of the better in the CFL right now. And so I'm excited to see this team go up against a Bombers team that seems to be pretty decent, but... I'm, I'm giving the edge to Saskatchewan here. I think the defense is a lot better than uh, the Winnipeg's offense, and I think Powell's going to have a field day against a bad rushing defense in the peg. I'm going to make it close, though. I think it's going to be a very close game. It's going to be a very heated game, very emotional game for these two teams. I I love Labor Day classics. Saskatchewan's going to take this one 24-22, your final score. Next, we're heading over to Steeltown in Hamilton. The Argonauts taking on the Ticats. Uh, the Argonauts, this team, was firing on all cylinders before their postponed game against the Elks last week. Arbuckle, he went 23-32, 310 yards, and a touchdown with no picks. DJ Foster this time, not John White, went 101 yards and a touchdown. Uh, it was very interesting to see how well this team did with a second running back breaking out in t in their second week against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It's uh, it's probably a very good problem to have for head coach Ryan Dinwiddie having two running backs that have been that effective in the early parts of the 2021 season. And I think that going forward, this team probably has the better rushing game all around. Maybe, maybe, maybe with the exception to James Wilder Jr., but look out for this Argos rushing attack because White and Foster are doing great as a duo. Fantastic wide receiver core. It, just a great job all around in um, that sense. I, I love this team on paper. I love what they're being able to put on the field. And I've said it many times before. I'm going to keep saying it. I think this team is the most talented team in the East Division. And they're going against... 
a Hamilton offense that has some momentum now. And so the big part for me is can this Toronto defense really step it up and hit their ceiling soon or at least start crescendoing into the latter part of the season? It's They're doing well. The defense isn't doing terribly. But are they going to be able to contain Hamilton is the big question. Speaking of Hamilton, they finally got in the win column with their win last week against Montreal. Uh, Dane Evans caught the starter nod because of injury to Jeremiah Masoli. He went 15 of 22, 183 yards and two touchdowns. Sean Thomas Erlington went 73 yards on the ground with a touchdown as well. Banks and Ackland, they continue to be ineffective. I continue to see them nowhere near the stat sheet almost. Um, they seem to not be really adding much to this team, which is very, very odd. Uh, it's nice to see Thomas Erlington finally add something to the Ticats uh, offense, but without Banks and Ackland, I, I don't see this Hamilton team being as versatile and as dangerous as they were in 2019. And we've seen that early on this season. Dunbar, however, he had 95 receiving yards and a touchdown. And he filled in that ineffective spot with uh, Banks and that Banks and Acklin left wide open. This Hamilton team also had two field goal misses in a fairly close win against Montreal. So those mistakes will not be able to fly against this Toronto team. The defense, they really shut down Stanback and Adams, so are they going to be able to do the same to this two-headed monster with John White and DJ Foster? Are they going to be able to shut down uh, Nick Arbuckle, who has showed that he is an efficient quarterback, that he knows the throws that he needs to make, and not only that, but he makes those throws. And so I'm excited to see what Arbuckle can do against Hamilton. I'm going to give the edge to Toronto, personally. I think Hamilton, sure, they had a great game against Montreal, and they were able to finally get into that win column. However, I think Banks and Ackland are going to continue to be ineffective. I think Toronto's going to be able to find a way to run the ball down the throats of the Ticats and, of course, make them pay through the air with Arbuckle and company. I'm going to take the Argonauts winning by at least two touchdowns, 34-20, to the final score. Finally, let's head over to Edmonton and Calgary, taking place in McMahon Stadium in Calgary. Uh, Edmonton, of course, I haven't heard anything. It looks like their roster is going to be finalized on Saturday, so we don't really know who's been affected by this COVID outbreak that they had in their team facility. Of course, looks like uh, their former offensive lineman was partially to blame. I mean, it looks like he lied about his vaccination status, which is never... I I just think that's uncool. I really think that that's a selfish move by him, and I think the CFL did a great job in kind of banning him from the league almost, and banning teams from being able to sign him. Uh, COVID, I think, could get the best of this Elks team. Their last game was against the BC Lions in BC Place Stadium, Harris went 26-31, 296 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. And James Wilder Jr. continued his dominance with 127 yards on the ground. No touchdowns, although I'm fairly positive he would have had a touchdown if the their last drive happened earlier in the game. Uh, he would have been all over that and had, had a score. He played fantastic. He ran the ball down the throats of the Lions. He was 
pretty much to blame for the win because he iced it at the end of the game there. Uh, Greg Ellenson find his, found his groove finally. 148 yards through the air. And the only thing I have a concern about is how COVID is going to affect this team. Who's going to be sitting? Who's going to be affected more by it if someone's coming back from a COVID diagnosis is that going to affect them in any way uh it's just it's impossible to tell what's going to happen to this Elks team on Monday uh until we see them on the field and they're they were already struggling enough to begin with so I'm anxious to see how this team uh, really reacts to everything that happened the defense is okay I think there was a lack of BC offense to blame for the Elks win. I really think that BC were not, they were very underwhelming on offense. And I think that was partially to, and mostly to blame for Edmonton's win in BC. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's going to be all about what personnel was taken out because of these COVID protocols and how they're going to be able to match up against a Calgary team that frankly has some insane momentum on their hands because Calgary fans, let me tell you, put your hands in the mayor. It's been fantastic to see mayor play the past two weeks. He almost led you to a win against Winnipeg, which if that happened, let me tell you, all hell would have broken loose in CFL forums, in the Twitterverse that's happening. It's crazy what this kid is able to do. He went 30-39 against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. 307 yards, no touchdowns, and no picks. Uh, Kadeem Carey went 66 yards on eight carries with one touchdown. And now we just got to turn all those yardage uh, pickups that Mayer had into points. He just needs to capitalize and score those touchdowns, and he'll be able to lead this Calgary team to a much better place than I thought they would be able to do at the beginning of the season. However, he's got footsteps coming behind him because it looks like Bo Levi Mitchell was taken off of the six-game injured list this past week. So who knows if uh, Mitchell's going to be able to make a an earlier-than-anticipated comeback from that broken leg. The defense was much better against Winnipeg, continues to make improvements, and it seems like they're probably the most trending upward defensive team in the CFL. Now, in terms of a prediction for this game, I'm going to take Calgary. Uh, I'm going to take it to be a pretty close game. I think Edmonton's offense is starting to come into their own a little bit. I'm concerned a little bit about their defense and about, like I just talked my face off about, the implications surrounding their COVID uh, protocols for certain players. I'm going to take it 28-20 to as a final score in Calgary. Calgary winning that one. And there you have it. I'm going to take Montreal, Saskatchewan, Toronto, and Calgary to uh, win this weekend. Let me know what you think. Hit me up on Twitter at CFL Huddle. I'm on Instagram at Harvey's Huddle Can. And we're on Facebook. Harvey's Huddle CFL is the page name. Uh, let me hear what you think if I don't hear from you. Have a great Labor Day weekend. Enjoy whatever barbecue you're going to be having and enjoy some good football because we deserve it. So glad that this weekend's back and that the CFL's back to help us celebrate it. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jackson Harvey. This has been Harvey Subtle. Take care.